welcome to the Too Much Dip podcast. My name's Dave. I'm going to host today, if that's cool with everybody. Joining me in studio, as always, in the Washed Media studio, right? Sitting right in front of an artist rendering of the Dick Saloon. It's Dylan Shivery, a very, not only trimmed up Dylan Shivery, but a very muscularly toned wow. Dylan Shivery. He didn't like how I did it earlier. So. I don't know what I've done to deserve this, right? Do I look trim? Honestly, you do look trim. Thank you. Uh, a few weeks ago, my uh, my buddy Kevin said I was skinny fat in a, in a group text. So it it really I've decided to really kick it up a notch in the in the gym. Didn't, didn't damn love it. Yeah. Hey Kevin. Uh, fuck you. No, that's, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Geez, I appreciate it, man. That's a little harsh. You look pretty good yourself. Thanks, man. I'm gonna try to hit chest today. What if I told you guys that I got an email yesterday and we've been given the opportunity to fly out to Augusta and uh, play disc golf on Amen Corner on uh, Wednesday afternoon? Would you guys be um, interested in something like that? Feels like it would be kind of a distraction to um, <laughs> the patrons out there. But, yeah, I, I think I would – we could make accommodations and, and go out there. They, they made a bid to do perfect, but they, they couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford them. So they, they reached out to us. He's well represented out there right now. Yeah, I know. They are. We, we're not actually doing that, KJ, so don't get too excited. I, I don't think they would have me. I, I think we all know that I would go take the patented uh, David Ruff photo near uh, Old Cliff spot. That would be that. Uh, go ahead and uh, let us know what you're talking about. For those I, do it, I do it every year. Um, you know, just healthy reminder. One of the original Augusta National founders decided to check out, you know, on the course somewhere where I check know. out. Of course, you mean uh, blows brains out. <laughs> Not a good dude. Very racist. Very out. yes. Very. I was giving him an yeah. I was see. I was becoming a better person. I was just serving the facts. I feel like, but yeah. If y'all want to put it that way, I can see how many would interpret it that way. We took it uh, too and, far, Dylan. I, I might do the squatted pressed palms photo right on that spot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's near the, the par three course. Is it not? I think that's right. I almost said Ike's pond, but I don't think that's right. I think it's, it might be called that actually. And it's not, I, I like, I didn't see it while I was there because I didn't go near the par three course. Not that's to break. Bad. I have been there. Anywho, uh, that's uplifting. Um, Good stuff. <laughs> I got some news. It it was Ike's Pond yeah. on the par three course. So Ugh. anyway, I mean, what more do you have to do to get a spot named after you couldn't even get a pond? Well, Clifford's Creek. Well, Ike is uh, Eisenhower, right? Dwight D. Not Tina. I don't know, man. All right, cool. KJ Ellis, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, fair. Whatever. It's Masters Week. I'm in my bag. Thank you. Been prepping all week got ourselves a big show today we're entering the same room something i think people have been eagerly anticipating gotta talk masters because it is that time of year where we make our entire personality a golf tournament we're gonna do some other stuff we gotta talk uh college basketball ladies and fellas dylan i know you've you've talked a little bit about it on a on another pod but i'd like to get everyone's thoughts here Never seen so much chatter about the women's side of the uh, the bracket before. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Don't don't mean any disrespect by that. It's just it's good for them. I mean, it's 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 fairly mainstream for I mean, first time in, that I've noticed. Anyway, partly because Caitlin Clark has had herself an absolute tournament. Let's get into that. Okay. Um. Because there is some breaking news, if in fact this is on your breaking news radar. Um, Kaylin Clark has kind of put to bed the um, Angel Reese controversy. Um, I'm not going to read the bullet point here on our rundown that I think KJ put in. I hope he put in. But um, <laughs> she has said that she doesn't care at all what the uh, Angel Reese celebration. She said they're both athletes, competitive game. She's like, it doesn't bother her at all. And I don't know if you guys saw the news, but KJ, one of your faves, Dr. Jill Biden. Mm, Dr. J. She suggested that, you know what? 
not only should we have the national champions to the White House, those LSU Tigers, let's get uh, let's get Iowa there too because they were just they played such a good game, such a good game that wasn't close. That's not how it works. That's not a good precedent to set. No, I, I'd like to start there because I like to think of the strategizing, the political strategizing that went on behind the scenes. Like, you know, this could really be like a, a moment where we bring everyone together. They saw the controversy and they were like, you know what? This could be really good for, for you know, the president. Brings them all together and like, look what I did. It's like uh, when Obama had the beer summit. A lot of people don't remember that, but he had the beer summit with the uh, Harvard professor and the uh, the police officer who responded to a home break-in. And it turns out it was just that guy trying to get into his own house. So he had him over for a beer. This is early Obama. This is this is like year one Obama. Is anyway, that, that picture of him holding up the pint is from? Probably, yeah. Okay. Not talked about enough. That makes sense. Um, I think I've got um, audio from the Situation Room when they were talking about this controversy. Okay, let's go. Cozy economy benefits everybody, hurts nobody. I don't know if those were all sound like reasons to consider, given that there is like travel costs. Probably could hurt some reputations and relationships, but you know, just figured it was nice to hear what was going on behind those doors. Uh, I believe Sleepy Joe already shot this idea down. Oh, did he? I, I think so. Oh, good for him. You can't ever tell what's real these days. You know what I mean? Just a ton of AI out there. Oh, I see the bullet point here on the rundown change. Uh, KJ, go ahead and just read it for the folks at home. I was wondering who wrote, is Angel Reese today's Malcolm X or is Caitlin Clark giving Princess Diana vibes? I wasn't sure, but it does make you think. <laughs> Why is she? Okay. Okay. Um, Wait, y'all. I'm supposed to write y'all after that. Yeah, right? oh, he's doing a headline. <laughs> he's doing a headline. He is. A New York Post-style headline or TMZ. Ooh, I don't know about the, the Princess Diana vibes um, on Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark, <laughs> she gives it out quite a bit. She's not afraid to, uh, to talk a little so, trash, which is why. So did Princess really Diana. Have she any... gave it out quite a bit, too, allegedly. Oh, sneaky shout out. Rest in peace, Dodie Fayed. Um <laughs> You didn't think I could pull that reference, did you? But it was a good pull. Um, I had no issue with this, other than the fact that I did not watch most of this game because I was at a Taylor Swift concert with my wife. But, but, why'd she wait till the very, very end? That's that was it. That and that and it wasn't even enough. It wasn't something that I would have gone on Twitter about. It, certainly, this isn't just an Angel Reese thing. That that's a blanket. A blanket statement you can make about any shit talking, in my opinion. If you shit talk before a game and you go out there and win it, it is so much more legit than to do it when you're up, you know, twelve with forty seconds left. Because it's like the game's in hand. Like you, the other other person can't do anything about what you're doing. Yeah, and- it's a little. It's a little cheaper. But there's nothing like super egregious about this situation. It happens in men's sports all the fucking time. NBA is full of shit talkers. It's it's full of them. There's been a new, many, many examples on Twitter of uh, this being a, a thing in men's sports. And people like not only like not caring, but people like outright like celebrating it. So I, I don't know. I can't imagine being mad online about it. But a lot of people were. Uh, Brett's former boss is uh, pretty outspoken about it. He's getting in the muck. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I don't, I don't know if he had a financial interest in Iowa that maybe didn't hit. I don't really know. He he did. Oh, okay. And that's part of what the part of why he was so pissed off. But he went way too hard, and uh, he's got people from all walks of life just going in for his neck right now, including Shaquille O'Neal, who called out his mom. By the way, did you oh. see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pull the tweet for you. <laughs> KJ, um, um, as someone here who crafted a headline, go ahead and give us your take. <laughs> I saw 95, 99% of the game. Um, Angel Reese being LSU's best player, their marquee name, um, going into the game every time they cut to commercial, oftentimes it was, you know, showing her, her getting in foul trouble early in the game. Uh, they were cutting to her a lot. Uh, and I'm just kind of starting with the context that 
get to my point eventually here. The game, in my opinion, wasn't really one because soul like not solely because of anybody, but Angel Reese wasn't like the defining point for LSU in that game. So starting there, it was a little bit weird for her to be the one talking the most trash. Uh, Jasmine Carson, I believe, and I'm I'm apologize if I mix up any names, who went like eight of eight for 22 points in the second quarter or something crazy like that off of the bench after Angel Reese was in foul trouble. Like if she's talking shit at the end of the game, like there's nothing to be said because she was hitting threes in Caitlin Clark's face. Um, and they play two different positions, so they're not going one-on-one. The only thing that irked me about it, um, when you see six foot three, uh, goddess Angel Reese and little Katie Clark standing next to one another at the, at the free throw line, uh, and your heart just goes out to little Katie. Um, quit calling her little Katie. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's demoralizing and it's unnecessary. I apologize. But no, the only thing that irked me is Angel Reese did the whole, I, you know, you can't see me taunt to Katie, Caitlin Clark. I'm, I need to stop doing that to Caitlin Clark, right at the free throw line. And I thought that was enough. What was weird was after those free throws, there was a, a stop and play. And she followed Caitlin Clark around the court, continuing to do it. And Caitlin Clark just never acknowledged her. Like she yeah, did it from one foot her. away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's no chance, but like she continued just to walk away, walk towards her bench and injuries continued to do it. And so whenever you see clips of it, or you see still shots of it, oftentimes when she's doing the ring me thing, I don't know if she did that at the free throw line, but that happened when she followed her afterwards. So at that point, just like we mentioned before, like do it during the game at that point in time, like any response or anything to be interpreted, this isn't, you're doing it for some grander, bigger reason, or even for your team or for to defense how they guarded South Carolina. They beat South Carolina, whatever they did in that game was the right approach. And they defended LSU the same way. who was shooting like 24 20, or 28% from three going into the game. And at halftime, they're shooting 75%. Like, that's insane. Yeah. You know, they got beat by an anomaly and perform like an astronomically good performance by LSU, who uh, was absolutely in their back. They had every reason to celebrate. Yeah. But because of the decision there, all of the discussion became about this. Well, it, I'm glad it you brought that weird. up because my biggest issue with it was that it took away from the real star of LSU, and that's Kim Mulkey. <laughs> That's like the only positive that came out of this. (laughs) It's the Kim Mulkey show. Like, yes, okay, she did not play in the game. Correct. But it's clear that she is the most important. And you better better not only, like, respect Kim Mulkey, former Baylor great, but you better better make her the the headline on any any write-ups about it. Uh, Kim Mulkey, of course – had a falling out with the athletic director at Baylor uh, a few years ago and left. And I believe this is her second or third year at LSU and has already delivered a title. And she is probably, I don't even know, probably she's the goat. I feel like, uh, coaching wise. Not no. yet. Is she not go yet? Gino Ariema. Gino, Pat Summit, RIP. Pat Summit. Oh, yeah. Gino Don won Stanley like hasn't a been cooking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don Staley hasn't been cooking long enough, but. I would put her and Don Saley certainly in the same conversation. This one putting Kim ahead of uh, Don Saley because Don Saley's got, or not Kim, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Mulkey ahead of Staley because I think Staley only has one at South Carolina, but what she's built there is a force for sure. Also has some unsavory takes, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, she does. Um, her former player, Brittany Griner, I don't know if you guys remember this, she was imprisoned in Russia. Mm-hmm. American Brittany Griner, you mean, right? American Brittany Griner. Putin. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, and she, I don't know, she was asked about it. And she, I don't, I, I don't remember the quote exactly, but it wasn't like a resounding, like, we got to do whatever we can to get her home. She basically just said no comment. She was like, I don't really, I don't really want to comment on that. Yeah. Like, and. You know, everybody, 99% of the people in this country have the same take on this. Like, you're not going to – this isn't like a controversial thing to be like, 
man, I feel so bad for her. Just wish her the best. In fact, I would say it's more than 99%. No one would have been upset by that. You're not, you're not stepping into a, a bear trap speaking in defense of Brittany Griner. So I don't know if there was some falling out there. Trap. Baylor Bear. Yeah, I, I think it in. has more to do with uh, she doesn't agree with Brittany Griner's uh, political opinions. Maybe that, or maybe she was smoking the weeds, brought the weed, the vape pen over there, or maybe her lifestyle choices. I don't know. Which but. she directly told Brittany Griner to like not mention, acknowledge, or publicly address. Oh. Like basically, do not be out while at Baylor. Oh, yeah, God. I uh, as a as a fan of the the institution of Baylor, I have defended Kim at times because I felt like I felt like she would get a lot of like negative comments just based upon like her looks from like other Big Twelve teams, and you know it was they were mad because Baylor was like the gold standard for for women's basketball in the Big Twelve. Um, for a long time, you know, she had the comment after the Miles uh, scam Baylor punch him in the face, that whole deal. So I don't know it, that 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 didn't age well. In fact, it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it didn't age well like the next day after that comment. But anyway, there she was, is. Uh, she gets all the press. Yeah, there was one moment of Kim Mulkey's uh, performance during the game, aside from showing up in a righteous gemstone set costume. <laughs> that I think would have been talked about a little bit more had the you know, Angel Reese situation not happened. It, it might have been third or fourth quarter. The refs were terrible. At both sides would agree on this that the refs were bad. But there was a particular foul that Caitlin Clark was complaining about maybe late third, early fourth when they were mounting a comeback. She complained to the ref like kind of in proximity to Kim Mulkey or maybe she got a call and Kim Mulkey started chirping directly to Caitlin Clark, which is like a sports first rule as a coach. You do not talk to the other team's players, especially in college, especially in college, like barely even in professional. Do you do it like outside of full blown smiling, jokingly, you know, it's gotta be very obvious. Like half the time, if a player's injured and on the field, you don't have a head coach from the opposite team go approach it unless it's like something severe. After the game, different story, but like crossing that line should not occur. And Iowa's coach, to her defense, like immediately did what every coach should do. No, you talk to me. Like you bring that this way. You don't talk to my players, which I love to see. But from the very, very, very first foul that was called on LSU, every single foul, which LSU had seven more fouls called in their favor uh, to start the game or something like it was like seven to two uh, to LSU's favor. Uh, against Iowa, but the very first foul against LSU, everybody on LSU's bench, including Kim Mulkey, was losing their minds and acting like, oh, here they go again. They're just calling for them. It's the Caitlin Clark show. They love them. And at the time, it was so tilted the other way. It was just like it started everything off, in my opinion, on a weird note. Um, my last thought on it, I kind of blame NCAA or whoever does the trophy presentation because if you watch last night's game, they do the whole – set up the podium, they hand them the trophy in front of the crowd. For the women's tournament, somebody just rushed it out to midcourt like as time hit zero, and it created a weird situation where I don't think any LSU players were like eager to go shake hands at all anyway. All of the Iowa players were lined up. Some of the LSU coaches, LSU coaches shook hands with all of the players, but the rest of the players were celebrating with the trophy, as they should have been. The trophy was there. Like, what are you going to do, carry it past the other team? Like, that would have been weird. But because of that, you just had this extra layer of like they're talking shit. They won the game. They're not shaking anybody's hand. It just was a real weird vibe. And I don't think that was entirely LSU's fault. But I, I just was also shocked that nobody in, in that celebration sees like none of their coaches are there and the entire team's lined up. Like none about nobody realized, like, oh, hey, you know, let's go go through the motions here and get back to our celebration. They should have just should have gotten the same post game. Um, you know, everybody up on a podium, here's your trophy. Yeah. That the men got. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad Kaylin Clark had the right take on it and didn't throw more uh gas on the fire. <laughs> I, I just can't do I can't deal with the culture war. Uh just when it when it overlaps with sports, it makes Twitter such it makes Twitter the worst because it just combined like I pretty much just follow uh <laughs> Sports people and political people, and when they're all tweeting about the same thing, it's like oh, it's insufferable. God. By the way, Pat Summit, eight national titles with Tennessee, 
Gino Ariema, 11 Damn. with UConn. Kim Mulkey done it with two schools, though. Something to say about that. She just has two, though. Something to say. Oh, she's only got two? I think so, right? I thought oh, she had two available. I thought available. she had four. I thought oh, she had at least. I might be totally wrong. That shows how uh, into it I've been the last time. <laughs> All of us dying on the hill of this argument. None of us know the answer. Before we get into the men's side. It's like she has three. Three. So okay. probably not the goat. Okay. All right, dude. Freaking sue me. Let's talk athletic greens. Did you take your AG1 this morning? Do I even need I actually, to ask that? If, if I actually I, did. I've taken AG1. Yes. Um, I brought a bunch home in my DOP kit over the weekend. I was staying at my parents up in Duncanville. And thank God I did. Because it's how I start every day with one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food super whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy focus, recovery, and aging, all the things. I noticed that my parents do the thing where they have a bunch of supplements. Like they're probably taking like 10 pills a day. And I dropped them off some AG1. This is a true story. I said, just take this. It's better than taking all those pills per day. You don't want to do that. No one likes doing that. And it, it tastes good. You just mix it up with like six to eight ounces of water, shake it up in the little shaker they give you, and just pound it. Uh, when you take a vitamin, it's like you don't get the immediate like sensation of doing good for your body. It's like, oh, I guess these vitamins will do their thing over the course of the day. AG1, it's like a direct shot to like health. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's just what it feels like. Just right to the dome is what yeah. it feels like. Yeah, it's got tons of uh, it's got tons of good things, high quality ingredients, and your body actually absorbs it all, and that's very important. AG One is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. We all really do take it. We're big fans. Um, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bang. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash bang to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Stat correction before someone comes at me. Kim Mulkey does have four. You're right. Good job, Dave. Whoa. Three at Baylor. Huh. And that's that. You're right. You're right. I read the same thing you did. Put some respect and on her. Whenever name. I was cutting out, I was also wrongly saying that she had three. <laughs> Put some so thanks for I saw that. a number of outfits at Taylor Swift that uh, could have been Kim Mulkey uh, closet stuff. You think uh, she's in her 1989 <laughs> and she's in her 1989 era? Yeah, I wonder what era she's in. I think 89 is it. Certainly not reputation. <laughs> certainly not folklore era. Mm -hmm. um, how much of the Natty last night did y'all watch? Too much. What if I told you I didn't watch any of it? KJ, how much of the Natty did you watch? <laughs> Enough to know that the FBI's is premiering this week on CBS. <laughs> Very cool. Cannot wait. Glad you brought that up. Left that off um, the run somehow. Yeah, uh, this went this went how many people expected? I think UConn was what seven point favorites. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the only interesting stat from this, um, they held San Diego State without a field goal for an eleven minute stretch in the first half, which is insane, absolutely insane stat. They, they won every game of this tournament by double digits. Before last night's game, they they were averaging like twenty and a half points margin of victory in this tournament unbelievable run unbelievable run how were they how they were a four seed i don't understand like they must have just gotten really really hot weight don't let them get hot that's kind of what we said before the tournament <laughs> they, if you go back and pull the tape we were like hey watch they, out for they these huskies them, they let and them then get hot. they fucked up and let them get hot yeah. and here we are incredible performance by former uh american athletic conference member uconn uh so great to claim that and future pac 12 cohort SDSU, you love to see it. 
so I'm going to claim conference allegiance on both sides for two teams that do not share a conference with the team I don't directly play for. Oh, that's confusing. Um, <laughs> I do wonder, and it kind of goes to the women's uh, tournament a little bit as well, but like LSU had five transfer players as their starting lineup. UConn influx of transfers as well. I'm curious to see if this is kind of what we're set up for because year in and year out, it's hard to know like which teams are going to be great. Gonzaga, UCLA might be the exceptions where you've got like identifiable personalities on the team um, coming back from last year's tournament. And you may get some of this going forward with UConn. Um, But a lot of the interest for the women's tournament is like you had definable, identifiable personalities, even at, at South Carolina, Aaliyah Boston, Haley Van Lith at Louisville. And my first thought is like, okay, is this just being super H and you are able to identify like which NIL deals, you know, have the most interest or is it harder to like buy into some of the storylines for men's basketball? And I think it's kind of the latter, like outside of Drew Timmy and I can't even name it UCLA's guy whose hair I can identify. Um, it just was harder to like, immediately be involved without it being like a team like Texas or somebody local. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, UConn, I mean, God, it's, it's, I feel like they're uh, underappreciated uh, in the men's basketball arena. What is that? Their fifth? Is that their fifth? Fifth natty? and 25. Fifth? God, that's crazy. Fourth or fifth? Either way, still impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Drew Timmy, man, we're going to miss him. I kind of wanted, I wanted Gonzaga. I wanted them in there this year. I wanted to see him give it one last ride. But uh, yeah, it was, I was kind of a disappointing game. I, I tuned in for the first half and I was, it was very, very clear. I was like, this is not going to go. San Diego State's not built to come back at all. With the new era of college basketball in the NIL, um, so much more so than football, you're going to, you're going to see teams just, okay prestigious teams, teams with historical significance, teams that are have, you know, flush athletic departments. Like it, it takes the like rebuilding out of the equation almost. Like a team like UConn or UNC Duke can just reload. I mean, because you, you you might just need like two pieces, you know, after you lose guys to the draft or graduation or whatever. And I don't know. It's just it's it's gonna be it's gonna be so different. I mean, you because these teams like these Kentucky teams of you know five ten years ago that had so much talent, they would just send three guys to the draft every year, and then like okay, next year we got to rebuild with like three or four new freshmen. That's gonna it's gonna stop now. It's it's interesting. That used to crack me up about Kentucky specifically, where they almost would not recruit people that might need a year, like if they couldn't start and play and have an impact like they might be for somebody else. And I think Calipari said as much because he had the next Anthony Davis, you know, planning to come next year. He can't have Anthony Davis here for two years mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever, uh, you know, it might be. And before anyone like claps back and it's like, Oh, look at all the upsets. How's fairly Dickinson and all these other, you know, FAU, all of these teams pop up out of nowhere. I think that it's just as risky to put together um, not just one and done players or whatever, but like with one and done, you've got players committing. They're there in the spring before in the summer before or whatever. They're committed to that team for a lengthy period of time with the transfer portal. I think that mixes up like the consistency of you being able to target this high school player, know that he's going to be there through the fall into the spring and you build something uh, to where you get a lot of misses. UNC missed the tournament this year, and they had yeah. one of the top-ranked classes. Um, but I don't think it's just because of what you know you just said isn't true. I think it's even more vital to like figure out, okay, how does the portal impact what traditionally was the case? Like, oh, I can target the top, top of the top, and nobody else is fucking with us. Now you're going to get three of the five of those guys and two transfers in, and it may not work out. Yeah, to make a deep run in the tournament, you have to have a good mix of talent and experience. Like you see these Kentucky teams that are like super talented, but they're all freshmen and maybe a couple sophomores sprinkled in. Like Texas this year made a made a run because they had they had they don't have any like lottery picks on the team right now, I don't think. But it was a very experienced team and it was decently talented. That 
and with the portal, you can you can load up on both now. So y'all both brought up those Kentucky teams. And yeah, I, even though they didn't get assembled as like the best teams built for tournament play, it still was really – I would almost rather watch that because it's like I'm seeing dudes who are going to do it at the next level, like for sure, like lottery pick after lottery pick. And that was that was one thing that was kind of missing from this Final Four for me. Um, yeah, I'm still enjoyed it. You know, I'm not a I'm not a hey man, these ratings are gonna suck uh, guy. I don't care. It doesn't really <laughs> factor into my enjoyment. We, we didn't buy airtime. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't buy it too much. Debt. We looked into it. Turns out it's very expensive to buy a commercial during the uh, final four. But yeah, um, two last thoughts, real quick. A the song they play at the end of the tournament, which I will not name, it sucks. It's trash. They need to fi- they need to fix that. Bring chain smokers in. It's worked for Liv. Numbers okay. are doing crazy right now with Liv Golf having chain smokers associated. Um, and two, if anybody did see the trophy <laughs> awards uh, award, not ceremony, but whatever, them giving the trophy to UConn, Jim Nance was up on the you know makeshift platform. I didn't see who was announcing it and handing the trophy over to the head coach for UConn, but they had too many people on the platform and Jim uh, Nance was getting fully accosted and he was not happy about it. There was like a five minute long, like trying to shuffle and move around one another. Then they got tangled up in a microphone cable. It was very, very strange. And Nance was doing his best not to like visibly be upset but he kept looking at a producer or somebody off camera looking at the guy. And at one point there was another guy's like chin fully on his little vineyard vine shoulders, like in the shot, like resting on his shoulders. And I'm like, what is going, not a player, whoever handed the trophy over. So Nance was like extra upset and then covered, you know, by sweaty, just played two hours of basketball guys. Uh, well, it was his last ride. Exactly. It was it's also it, kind of a weak dismount. I'm sure somebody else can be like, oh, so poetic. Thanks for being my friend. I get it. It was weak, man. Yeah, she went out uh, guns blazing. I, you have to think that Jim was not super stoked that what will probably be a low rated <laughs> final four was his last. I know he was probably, you know, he went to U of H famously. Mm. I'm sure he was hoping to uh, get a, get to call them in a natty, but uh, didn't in happen. Houston. In Houston, nonetheless. Yeah. 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 You think him and Elizabeth Warren were friends? Did she go to U of H? I don't know. She was a professor there. I, I can't really fact check if she actually went there too. Oh, okay. Noted bankruptcy expert. Was it mm, noted cookbook th- author, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> also roommates with Fred Couples. So, cool, fun fact. Probably knew that. Shout out to UNT. Fred Couples with some uh, some opinions about live golfers. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. That's a tease. Dylan will hit you with the tease. I will. Just want to give a shout out to Grant McCaslin, new coach at Texas Tech, for winning the NIT with the Mean Green. Shout out to T Man. Did y'all watch any of that? I actually did. I watched every game of the NIT tournament. (laughs) He didn't miss a game. (laughs) Why don't you tell us about your favorite? No, that was. uh, Well, I did watch just because I, you know, UNT. It's a cool store for nobody outside of DFW, but there is school out of Denton. And uh, Dude, how jazz was T man? I don't know. I think he was more focused <laughs> on what was going on in Arlington. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't like upset by it, but I don't know how into that T man is. New um, uh, American Athletic Conference, uh, UNT. So, congrats again to another conference mate. Tremendous success. Yeah. Um, I'm an idiot because I thought UNT, I thought that coach had like taken a job two years ago when they made a run at the tournament in 2019 or something. Um, so I'm glad to see he stuck around. I was completely ignorant of the fact that it was like basically announced when he got the job and he, they finished the game post game. They're like a lot of rumors. We'll learn about round about what's next. And like, he just dodged it professionally. I was like, he's gone. He's probably taking the tech job. And then I had this weird sense of pride of like, Oh yeah, I knew it. And it had clearly been announced like a week in advance. Like this was their guy. So please, please credit KJ. Um, breaking, breaking news. news yeah kj had it first adam schefter and also confirmed by me <laughs> you know what i've confirmed i've confirmed that neutrophil works yeah Dylan, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health you just don't dave i love neutrophil i take it every damn day along 
I do AG1. Like we said, I probably shouldn't mix ad reads. I get that. But I, I do Nutrafol every day too. Same. You know why? Because there's a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness. Get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol's whole body approach to hair growth. No drugs, no contra- compromises. Nutrafol is the number one one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair, hair growth, thickness, invisible scalp, scalp coverage. I'm having some trouble here right now because I'm wondering in my head, did I take my Nutrafol this morning? And I think I did, but I'm second guessing myself. I'm one of those people. That's how important it is to my daily routine. The hair growth uh, nutraceuticals go beyond genetics to multi-target the root causes of thinning, including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle through the whole body health, physician formulated using natural medical grade ingredients, Nutrafol's drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Not naming names, but there's some stuff out there that can compromise your sexual health, and Uh, Nutrafol um, is not that. I'm glad you brought up sexual health since we're talking about Nutrafol. I don't want to get too graphic here or too uh, Uh personal. Okay. Uh, The libido is, is absolutely popping right now. Blessing, huh? It is because of Nutrafol. Yeah, look, Dylan's horny. Dylan's hair looks well, great. That's one way of saying it. it's a everything's going well. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. How's that working for your thickness? It's looking pretty thick right now. It's good. Yeah, thank you. It is. It's getting thicker. Yeah, Bay, Bay notices. Recommended by more than three thousand top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair, and support our show by going to Nutrafol. Dot com and entering the promo code bang to save $10 off your first month's subscription. That's Nutrafol.com, entering promo code bang, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com, promo code bang. Bang. Well, my entire personality is baseball right now. I don't know about you guys. I'm entering the same room, and I'm not leaving for, I don't know, about 158 more games. Just because your <laughs> Texas Rangers are 3-1, and one, looking good? My first place Texas Rangers are 3-1. and one. The bats came out hot. Yeah, Philly, um, Philly sh- came in, put up a five-spot, six-spot on uh, DeGrom. Gave him three straight L's. And uh, what, how did we respond? A nine-run inning? On opening day, you just don't see that very often. No. What a what a start for the Rangers. Um, and I have to tell a little personal anecdote. I did not go to a Rangers game over the weekend, but I did go to Texas Live, the uh, little setup between uh, Jerry World, AT&T Stadium, and whatever the Rangers stadium is called now. Is it Globe Life? Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to say, very cool scene. I had a very average burger at Troy's, um, named after Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. But I would go back, and I do recommend anybody going to a ball game, a concert, to plan to hit that up because it's a nice place to kill some time. Tremendous okay. scene. You could not be more accurate regarding the food. And a uh, little into inside uh, note there, it's the same food vendor and cooks for the entire establishment. So it's not going to change uh, if you go to the next like room over. You just may have like a little different arrangement. Is that uh, true? Basically, they may have spiced it up a little oh. since I've been there, but you know, one area might have wings, the other has others has burgers or steaks or whatever. But the common items are the common items. Again, the vibe there is far outweighs that negative. Just don't go there, you know, strictly for the meal. No, uh, just go drink there for the vibe. Go for go there for the booze. Good bars. Um. Are we ready to make some knee-jerk uh, predictions or some have a knee-jerk reaction to uh, through one homestand on the Rangers? You think the World Series bound? I do. Okay. Anyway, KJ, um, what about you? I don't know that I'll say on the Rangers any knee-jerk reactions, but I will say uh, the tide for first place AL West Angels, I think they will uh, overperform their traditionally disappointing performance given that they have two of baseball's most electrifying players. Give me the Angels competing for a wild card. And you know, I'm through and through true brew crew guy. Um, it's just great to see, you know, Freddie Peralta, stars of that nature, um, 
that play for the Milwaukee Brewers, Kristen Yelich, I believe is how you would Maybe pronounce player. that name in American. Um, seeing them go three and one this early in the season is also excellent. Uh, I am committed to going and seeing going and seeing a game uh, in that stadium. I'm not big go check out every baseball stadium guy, but um, if it's anything like my positive Bucks experience from the past, I'm looking forward to enjoying that. Did you go to a Bucks game? I went to a Bucks Mavs a couple years back prior to the move. I happen to have been in Milwaukee for work and uh, seeing Luka Giannis uh, was tremendous. Mm, back when they were a competitive team. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, Wesley Matthews played for the Mavs at the time. Oh, that was a while back. God, I hated that era. That must have been his rookie year. Uh, 1918. Oh, not Wesley Matthews. No. No, no, no. I have no recollection of Luca and Wes Matthews playing, but that's okay. Maybe, We're maybe, I'm, maybe I'm off on my years and, and my roster. I just know okay. he plays for the uh, Bucks now, and, and for some reason I thought it was a common thread. Anyways. That's okay. Um, we're, we're in the same room though. So we got to focus. Uh, so to see DeGrom get, uh, kind of knocked around a little bit, did that uh, leave you uh, worried at all about, you know, cause we just gave him all of the monies. Uh, it's, it's early. So no, his first, his first start. It's early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remind me what his, he, he tweaked something. He's a pitcher. Okay. He tweaked something during spring training, did he not? Uh, yeah, I don't know what it was, but he was apparently on a 75-pitch count in that game anyway. Okay. okay. And uh, he wasn't – they weren't like putting the – they weren't like rocking him, but just got some bad breaks and why leave him out there. And I guess if you're going to score runs, take him out. Let the bats do the trick. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm all in on Bruce Bochy. I just – I like looking at the dugout and seeing an old guy there i don't know why i guess three three or four years of chris woodward will do that to you where he just did not have a commanding presence in the dugout and bruce bochy has obviously done it and that's just an all-time alpha name bruce bochy bruce bochy call him boach coach um i'm i'm excited for as like a dfw sports fan no longer in dfw i'm excited for like the vibe that happens right now, because it is, we'll get to it in a moment, bitterly disappointing every time a DFW sports team season comes to an end, just because all of the talk is always so optimistic. And then you're just met with like the same discourse every year. And it seems to be going that way for a certain franchise in Dallas and getting to look at those sweet baby blues. Uh, if, and when you have access to watch the games, on the television, which, you know, being out of market and a T-Mobile customer, I have the ability to do that now. Um, it's, it's nice, uh, nice change of pace. So your boys dialed in. Yeah, I will. Uh, my expectations are, I just want them to be competitive for a wild card spot. That's all. I don't want this thing to be done by July. That's all. I just want to have a reason to watch and um, with the names they have in the rotation. Um, that should be the case, but we shall see. Did you see the dude, uh, Josh? What's his name? Josh Smith gets smoked in the face last yeah, night. Yeah, scary. No, no broken bones. He's fine. I, I don't see how that's possible, but then again, I'm just a podcaster. Never been hit in the face by a baseball going 89 miles an hour. Did not see that, but you scared me thinking that you're going to say that it was Sally's brother, Josh Young. Um, which they're related, are they not? No. first baseman. No, I don't think they're related. Talking about Texas' own Josh Young. <laughs> Having a sneaky start. All right. Well, uh, I don't know where you guys want to go from here. I kind of want to avoid talking Mavs until like the very end so I can shoehorn it into the sports party so we could just talk Masters real quick. Yeah, let's properly do Masters. So if you guys downloaded the app Dude, again. So if you had $7 to spend <laughs> at the concession stand. Oh, what? Dude. Or you get it. I mean, that's so tough because you gotta go pimento. Like you if you do, don't go pimento, you can do so many different things. Yeah, it's so great. Like and the chips are cheap, everything, man. It's all masters branded. Um I never actually deleted the app. It's been on my home bar ever right. since. Uh, right. Yeah, it's in my thumb zone. 
my T zone. Man, I'm kind of I'm kind of PO'd right now because of the I do a draft every year for the Masters with the squad, the high school squad. The guy who runs it is at the is at the freaking tournament. He's in Augusta, so Call we're doing it this year. It's like how selfish are you? It's not about you right now. Asshole. Dumb chair. But you already know you're gonna have a better viewing experience than he will. At least like rest on that. Like he'll no. get the vibes, but well, that's not you know, no, you'll know what's going on in the tournament. Uh that's true. You you when you're at the tournament, you are, you don't really know what's going on uh, because you don't you can't pull your phone out, can't mm. bring your phone. But also, like they update the the leaderboards around the course, but they're they're not always easy to come by, and so and, and it shows you like the top the top ten, and that's all you got. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I wouldn't know, but um, hopefully one day I'll have that same experience and I'll share that You'll with you. You'll go. You'll go. We'll see. I'll get you there. I checked my spam. I did not get tickets. Oh my God! Where are they? Uh, where are they doing the Masters next year? It's the same place every year, as you're Damn. aware. Damn it! Thought it was at Whistling Straits. Was hoping it's not. Um, no, they're doing it at a. They're doing it at a uh, fucking Stevens Park in Dallas. <laughs> uh, any hot takes on who you would like to see make a run, or I don't know, be competitive? Just anyone who's not on uh, a part of Live would be great. Any, anyone <laughs> i would like to see roars i want to see win? rory i want to see rory win yeah like okay. i think i think he's kind of who i'm riding with i don't i uh, it's hard to bet against scotty but um i think this is rory's year it's the only one he hasn't done i think i'm feeling i'm feeling it for rory which means he will absolutely put up a 76 on Friday. He doesn't win majors. The weather does not look good either. Have you checked this, the forecast? No. It's rated the forecast. Really? Going to be a little cool on Saturday, which does not bode well for uh, the big cat. Rory's going to be uh, 12 back on Sunday. Shoot 65. And, and shoot a 64 <laughs> and lose by two. And it's going to be which- really yeah, I guess that that's why I wanted to ask the question of like who you who would you like to see have a good weekend because looking at last year's tournament viewing experience generic, um, obviously Rory didn't win, Kyle Morikawa didn't win, but it was exciting watching them on Sunday. Um, if I was like a fan of theirs, you know, and and I would come out of the weekend being like, oh, well, you know, they didn't win, which I know that's all it's about, but whatever you're you've got to watch it for something beyond that unless you want to be you know danny willard at, at the end of it or scheffler runs off with it by sunday and he's up five strokes and it's just not entertaining like you've got to find something else to uh be excited about which the masters typically always delivers on like some secondary story usually always shows up um and we kind of have that with the live stuff they're already i mean they're they're trying to get quotes out of people. They're going out of their way um, to get somebody to say something. And Fred Couple has had a couple quotes, but pun not intended, I swear. Um, <laughs> but nothing major. It's just like Rory said, I think Rory and DJ and Brooks, they all live in the same area. They still see each other. I think Rory played a practice round with uh, either DJ or Brooks. Um, so whatever. It's fine. Um Cam Smith, I think, is a, a name to watch. Not exactly a dark horse um, if you follow golf the last two, three years. but um, He's pretty fair-skinned. You're right. He is a white man from Australia. A- <laughs> I want to see Zalatoris figure out his uh, short-range putting. He won't. He's. I, I don't get it. I feel bad for the guy. He's, got, he's got short putt yips. Have you seen his grip? I saw a close-up of the grip he's pulling out, and it, it gave me anxiety. I had to unfollow that account. He's doing the arm it. lock with like the, the, the claw. claw grip, the claw grip. Arm mm. lock. So, and it's just he's trying. He's just trying shit right now at this point. You better not anchor it. Don't try to anchor it. I don't deal I with that shit. I will call into PGA if I see him anchor it one time. The arm lock is the the legal version <laughs> of the anchor. You know, it's. I feel so bad for the guy. So silly. Uh, your boy Shane Lowry, 65 to 1, tied with Big Cat. I saw that. Um, hmm. I, you know, I, I understand the strong emotions regarding live guys. I'm a little exhausted on the culture war talk from last weekend 
that we've already, you know, delved, you know, done here with Caitlin Clark and LSU. But I would like things to finally deliver on like a live guy, quote unquote, PGA guy, like battling for a win. And I'm fine if whoever wins, you know, Scotty Scheffler, whatever, is a PGA guy. Uh, and he dunks on him in the post game. Like that would be tremendous, but like, at least give us something as a viewer, like something to enjoy aside from like all of this, like Patrick Reed legal BS and like just headlines. Like, cause right now the only people who benefit are like the people out there writing the articles and baiting the comments from it. You know, otherwise it's, you know? Yeah. I think, I think the, the juiciest, um, you know, uh, pairing going into Sunday could would be Rory Cam. They've both been fairly that be outspoken. Um, that would be. I'd also but like, like to see Scotty, Brooks get back to like Scotty, being good because it's boring I know, without I, I, like I, Brooks or DeChambeau like being even competitive. It is boring. Um, I miss I miss both of those guys being on tour and Brooks like I don't know he was somewhat sympathetic in the uh, full swing. Netflix deal. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I don't have any ill will toward him, but um, yeah, if we could get, if Rory, the best thing for the tour would be Rory uh, making a stand and getting it. And then, cause he would be, he would probably have some comments. He would probably take the high road cause he has as of late, but uh, the only thing juicier would be like Rory Phil, if Phil could somehow pull, pull, pull it out, <laughs> that would be, that would be absolute Armageddon. If Phil Mickelson hmm. won a green jacket at 51, 52, and oh he, my God. Yeah, that would be ugly. That, that, pro- oh. I like, I don't even want the live guy to win, especially if it's Phil. Like, it would be so much uglier if that were the case. Um, quick 25 seconds on my live golf watching experience of last weekend, which the group text can verify your boy was dialed in. Um, on probably a good two hours of CW consumption. I don't know what course they played, but it looked terrible. It was patchy. I don't know if this was a seasonal thing, if it was just the course and it was normal, but it looked to pull a golf lingo here. It looked like a Muni from like middle of Arlington. It looked like ditto. How about that? Um, And the crowds were underwhelming. Like, I I don't know why I doubted like, okay, they're not on TV. They don't have a TV deal. They're making too much out of the low viewing viewership for like CW the first weekend. It's always bad for, you know, xfl whatever it's going to be it's always ugly the first couple weekends they'll find their groove they showed like overhead shots of the course like as the round was ending there was no traffic getting out of the facility getting out of the course like it was just bad across the like board like i don't know them putting up the headline recently that uh in order to break your contract it's like up to four times your sign-on bonus which for some of these guys is not going to happen uh We'll see. You definitely don't want to live guy winning any majors because that would give that whole thing life for years to come. I think prediction. There's no question that live is struggling financially right now. Uh, Prediction. It's impossible not to go. Not impossible. It's hard not to go against Scotty Scheffler at the moment, the way he's playing. Um, That's, that's just an easy pick. So I don't want to do it. I'm gonna go slightly, slightly less difficult, and uh, I'm gonna choose John Rom. Mm. I think he's gonna win one. Is he healthy? Still going top three player in the world. Yeah, I think he's fine. Well, he was just sick or something, is what like he yeah, went through recently. Yeah, okay, yeah he's like third best odds. I he believe. has some bad Chipotle. Yep, yep. AJ You're right. You're prediction. Right. Who you got? Um, I'll ride with Cam Smith just for the controversy. It's not who I want to see do well, but again, I gave you my preferences, an exciting weekend, which would be Cam Smith, as you laid out. Cam Smith, fourth best odds, uh, plus 1,400. Rory McIlroy. Sticking with it. So or we basically Colin just- I'd be very happy to see Colin Morikawa win. Like I, he came off as hateable and full swing, but I like that guy. You do? Okay. I want, I want yeah. to see Spieth there on Sunday. Uh, that would be electric. It would be. He always is. Always mm-hmm. puts on the show. He's playing I good golf. He's tweeting through it the whole time. He doesn't. He does content. only sponsored posts, as you know. <laughs> he does not have good <laughs> tweets at all. <laughs> Clearly has a publicist. Uh, can we skip the Mavs? I don't know that any of us want to do it. We can just do a more afterwards. 
I'm very I'm aware that they need to win out <laughs> and that Oklahoma City needs to lose two of the next three. Very aware of that. For them to even make the play in game. This is I'm I'm sad. I've kind of um, compartmentalized it. That's all I'm gonna really say right now. It's very depressing. I really think there's some organizational tanking going on that the players don't want any part of. It's the only way I can explain it. Um, that being said, if this team looks any going into next year, if this team looks anything like it does this year, if I'm still seeing Reggie Bullock and Dwight Powell in the starting lineup going into next year, it's going to be very, very sad because they are getting out-rebounded. They are not playing defense. They are not a competitive team. They are not serious people right now. So that's all I'll say. I'm aware. I am very aware of what's happening. That has become a very popular phrase um, about being serious. Logan Roy. What did that? But before Logan Roy. Um, I know there was a movie called A Serious Man, and so I know it's like a phrase, but I don't know the depths of it. I didn't watch the movie, but I don't. Uh, I can't even get the context. So it's existed, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Fun facts. On that note. Let's do the part of the show where we talk sports and party at the same time. Sports party. Who's going to Travis Kelsey Jam? I uh, don't know what it is. How about you explain to the kids at home? It's uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, music festival during the draft weekend. Is that interesting? Okay. I respect that. It's in Kansas City, the draft is, so that's tight. I like the idea. We could have had uh, Zeke, Zeke Freak Fest here when they did got it in Dallas. Missed opportunity. Is it Morgan Wallen? No, it's not. Actually, not Morgan Wallen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous uh, guess. I think we have Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, how does that make about you feel? about as Morgan Wallen as you get, or Wallen as you could get? I think it's a great idea. Uh, Tech Nine, uh, uh, Kansas City favorite. Rick Ross will be there. I don't know why he's the third. It feels like he this should article. be the lead. He's the, yeah. he's the biggest name here. He's bigger Unless than the machine. He's just at the wing stop tent the whole time. Will Jason Kelsey be there? He's my favorite. You got to think. This does not seem like his scene based on what I know about Jason Kelsey. A little bit more of an outdoorsman type. Mm-hmm. Don't know how much Tech Nine he's taken in, but that's, that's judging a book by its cover. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Okay. Unfortunately, but. I've got nieces and nephews all under the age of 10 that know at least one Tech 9 song, and I'm just very confounded by it. That's impressive. It's loud luxury, and how are they billed over Rick Ross? Anyways, go ahead. Uh, only other thing, man. Where's Zeke going? <laughs> Is he going to Philly? I hope so. I mean, I, I mean do you I really? Buffalo like, was the odds on favorite. Is it He's no longer very good. That's why I say that. Yeah, I, I know. I just hate – I don't like having that emotional divide, even though it's Zeke. He's not like a, an all-time – he's not on, not on my Mount Rushmore. He's not in my personal ring of honor. I just don't want to see him in Philly. I think Bijan ends up at one of uh, Philadelphia or Dallas. I don't, not, I don't want him in Philly. All, it, Philly has two first-round picks, and I don't want him there, but it could happen. If the Cowboys spend a first-round draft pick on the running back, it's going to be ridiculous. Like Bijan's talented. He's a first round graded running back. I get it, but they should learn their lesson that you don't need a first round running back. It does not, that does not exist. The Jags did it with ETN because they had the extra pick. So whatever. Anyways, they might get Derrick Henry. Hot draft prediction. The Mavs, the Mavs, the Cowboys will take TCU's own Max Dugan in Mm -hmm. the fifth round. No one's calling him Dugan. Max Dugs. First pitch. Okay. We'll see about it. Just something to take note of. Fourth round, fifth round, they got to get a QB. KJ, Dylan, would you like to run it back? Yeah, we got a short one this week. Do it. Run it back is a segment where we talk about what we already talked about. Ike's Pond is where that one racist dude killed himself at Augusta National. Facts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nutrafol has Dylan Mega H. Menu items at Augusta National are still very enticing. 2024 Masters confirmed in Augusta. Neither Dave nor KJ wants to talk Mavs. But I did. I don't know if KJ participated, but I did. I had the guts. Well, thank you, Dylan. Thank you, KJ. Always, Dave. Um, We'll be back next Monday. Appreciate y'all dealing with the uh, scheduling. 
Some blue check mark tweeted out that uh, Donald Trump weighed in at 270 at his booking. <laughs> That's no way. And I, no I way. don't know if it's real or not. I almost brought it to the pod earlier, but I, 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 I again, don't I, think they weigh you or release that. That, that was my first you. red flag. I don't think they weigh you. <laughs> NYC might be different, but uh, was not checking into prison? Highland Park Penitentiary does not weigh you. <laughs> I can confirm. If so, <laughs> that's University Park season. I should say. He is not 270. There's no way. I w- if you said 230. He is in terrible shape. Yes, he does not work out famously. But He's a tall know. man, though. He is a tall lad, and he does have hips that do not lie. But I just 270, no, that's not employed. Yeah, I agree. I'm calling bullshit. That's fake news. That person's 244 in his physical in 2020 of June. But, okay. again, we don't know what we don't know. Okay, very cool. We'll see you next week. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Lord have mercy. I'm about to bust.